Well, today we're going to begin a brand new series called Good News. Say, Good News. news. Don't you grow weary of hearing about all the bad news? You know, corruption in government, war, high gas prices, uh, inflation, a psycho society that can't even tell the difference between a boy and a girl. My, my, my. And the list could go on and on and on. Bad news upon bad news upon bad news. Today, I want to give you some good news. And here it is. There is some good news about the bad news. Did you hear me? I said there, are, there is some good news about the bad news. Now, before I talk to you about the good news, I want to make three statements about the bad news. The first statement I want to make this morning is this. The bad news is exaggerated. The bad news is exaggerated. In 1 Kings chapter 19, we know the story of Elijah, uh, God's bulldog prophet. You know the story about him, how he shut up the heavens and prophesied and there was no rain for three and a half years. And, and then how he prayed and the rain was open and how he, and how he stood against 850 prophets and won that. We know the story of, of Elijah. Most of us should. But in 1 Kings chapter 19, God's bulldog prophet Elijah received some bad Bad news. The queen had vowed to kill him. Now that's some bad news, right? If you get a letter or you get an email or you get, uh, you know, some correspondence from the king or from the queen that says, I'm going to have your head. I'm going to kill you. That is some bad news. But Elijah did what most people tend to do when they receive bad news, and that is he exaggerated it. He exaggerated. He, he, he blew it out of proportion, and this fearless prophet suddenly became fearful, and he took off running for his life. Now hear me, I'm not suggesting that Elijah didn't have a problem. Uh, I'm not saying that he was not in danger. Absolutely he was, but this wasn't something new to him. You understand? This wasn't something new to him. He was a prophet. He was a prophet. He had prophesied some very unpopular prophecies in the past that had come true. Uh, for instance, he had prophesied that there would be no rain in the land for three and a half years, not one single drop. Now, this won't make you very popular, right? This won't make you very popular. This won't get you nominated for prophet of the year. Fact of the matter is, it angered the king, and so God had to hide his prophet from the king the entire three and a half years of the drought. Elijah had also faced down 850 of the king's false prophets on Mount Carmel. He had mocked them. He had made fun of them before a host of people. He had embarrassed them Tremendously. Listen, listen, the, the gunfight at the OK Corral was playtime compared to the showdown on Mount Carmel. But now one little threatening letter, one little threatening email from the queen has Elijah running away with his tail between his legs. He has exaggerated the bad news. But we see this every single day, do we not? I say we see this every single day. Every time we turn on the news, we see this. Every time a new book comes out or a a new podcast or a a new conspiracy theory, 
Every time we stand at the water fountain at work or sit in the break room, oh, gloom, despair, and agony on me. Oh, deep, dark depression, excessive misery. If it weren't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. Gloom, despair, and agony on me, as the old song says. And I know I just dated myself. Bad news, bad news, bad news. The sky is falling, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. The bad news is exaggerated. Oh, there's never been days like this, we're told. Oh, it's worse than it has ever been, we're told. We're beyond recovery, we're told. But these are statements that are just not true. Not according to the Bible. According to the Bible, what is has already been. Did you hear me this morning? I said, according to the Bible, what is has already been. Oh, Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 9 and 10 says, history merely repeats itself. It says, it has all been done before. Nothing under the sun is truly new. It goes on to say, sometimes people say, here is something new, but actually it is old. Nothing is ever truly new. I'm giving you three statements about the bad news. The first one is the bad news is exaggerated. The second statement I want to make is this. And that is the bad news is exploited. It's exploited. In 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse number 3, it says in their greed, people will make up clever lies to get a hold of your money. Does that sound like something that you might have experienced, Right? We've seen this over and over and over and over, have we not? Bad news is often exaggerated so that people can be exploited. Because here's the truth, fear sells. Did you know that? Fear sells. It sells books, it sells recordings, it sells products, and it gets people elected to high positions. Fear Remember Y2K? How many of you remember Y2K or you remember hearing about Y2K, you know? You know, when it turned into a new century, you know? Y2K, the year 2000, everything was predicted to crash when the year 2000 rolled over. Computers would not recognize the date. And so everything was going to crash because everything was determined by a computer. And so since the computer was not going to uh, understand the date, everything was coming down. Everything was going to crash. Nothing was going to work. Fear, fear, fear everywhere was fear. It's all we heard about, right? Remember? That's all we heard about for months, even for a couple of years before the year 2000, man. There was so much doom and gloom being predicted, man. Oh, the funny thing is everyone riding in this bandwagon was selling something. Because fear sells. Fear sells. He'll even sell toilet paper. (laughs) Here's what I've come to know. Bad people take advantage of negative circumstances. Bad people take advantage of negative circumstances. Proverbs chapter 12 and verse number two says, God condemns people who devise wicked schemes. Proverbs chapter 20 and verse number 10 says, the Lord detests double standards of every kind. 
Bad people take advantage of negative circumstances. We've definitely seen our share of this the past couple of years, have we not? I'll never forget several years ago, I got a phone call from a, an extended family member. And this family member was in financial trouble and needed financial help. And so this family member reached out to me for a loan. I wanted to, wondered, am I a bank? <laughs> but they reached out for me, to me for a loan. I'm in trouble. I don't know what I'm going to do. I need some help. I need some help right now. Could you help me? Would you please loan me X amount of dollars? And this family member went on to say, I will If you'll loan me this money, I will pay you 20% interest. I said, what'd you say? They said, if you will get me out of this bind, if you will help me, I will pay you back and I will pay you back 20% interest. I called this person by name and I said, listen, 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 I wouldn't, I wouldn't charge my worst enemy 20% interest. I'm certainly not going to charge my family that kind of interest. I will give you the loan at 0% interest. I'm giving you three things about the bad news. First of all, it's exaggerated. Second of all, it's exploited. And number three, the bad news is exhausting. It's exhausting. Back to Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 19. Evidently, Queen Jezebel's threatening letter was the straw that broke the camel's back. See, it wasn't necessarily this letter or, or this information that brought him down, but the continual difficulties that he had faced, one on top of the other on top of the other. It had literally worn him down. Understand this this morning. Even the strongest can become weak when they become overloaded. I don't know, this morning perhaps that describes you today. It's been bad news upon bad news upon bad news. You've had difficulties, disappointments, dilemmas. One after the other, after the other, after the other. And the truth is the bad news is exhausting. The news, the the, the truth is even the strongest can become weak when they become overloaded. All right, I've given you three statements about the bad news. Now let me give you... The good news. How many want some good news this morning? Well, the good news is the bad news is exposed. The good news this morning about the bad news is I'm going to expose the bad news with three statements. And the first statement I have to make this morning is this the bad news is not all bad. Did you hear me? I said the bad news is not all bad. There's some good in the bad. Romans chapter 8, verse 28, one of my favorite verses, one of my life verses, Paul writes, Romans chapter 8, verse number uh, 28, he says, and we know that God causes all things to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. See, God could take all of the bad news and get some good out of it. It's kind of like baking a, a chocolate cake. How many, how many like chocolate cake? How many's ever made a chocolate cake? Uh, I'm not talking about uh, Betty Crocker. I'm not talking about Duncan Heights. How many's ever made a, a chocolate cake from scratch? 
Well, help me with the ingredients. Just, just yell it out. Uh, what are the ingredients of, uh, of a chocolate cake? Flour. I hear flour. Oh, here, before I do this, let me, let me uh, also say this. You know, there's not one single ingredient in a chocolate cake that's any good all by itself. We're going to find that out. Somebody said flour. How many's ever had a craving for flour? Oh, if I could just have me a great big old bowl of flour, that would be just so awesome. No, flour's horrible, right? It's really bad if you get down too close to it and you suck it up your nose. That's bad. What else? Huh? Soda. Huh? Cocoa. Oh, yeah. Man, I, I remember. That's what they called hot chocolate when I was a little boy. They called it cocoa. Remember that? They called it cocoa. Man, it was so sweet. It was so chocolatey. It was so awesome. That's what you're talking about, right? No, it's not what you're talking about. You're talking about cocoa. You're talking about that bitter stuff. There's no sugar. There's no sweetener. It's just, right? It's horrible. Have you ever had any cocoa by itself? Ah. What else? Eggs. Eggs. Ooh, yeah, eggs. Oh, my, I like mine, you know, uh, over easy, right? That, that, that's what you're talking about? Sunny side up? Scrambled? Oh, raw eggs? Raw eggs? Raw eggs? Well, listen, if you're Rocky Balboa, that might be all right. But if you're not Rocky Balboa, raw eggs are not very good by themselves. What else? Huh? Baking soda, right? Is that what it's called? Baking soda, baking powder, man. Oh, boy, that'll get you going, won't it, man? Ah, woo, craving, no good, right? What else? A little salt, right? Got to have a little salt. Hey, hey, the only good thing, what else? Is there any, vanilla, right? Some vanilla, yeah, that's, that's bad, right? Yeah, sugar, sugar, yeah. Ooh, sugar's good, right? Yeah, but not by itself, really. Have you ever, have you ever just, have you ever just, you know, well, yeah, when, I remember when I was a kid, you know, I'd walk through the kitchen, you know, and put it in a sugar bowl. Don't you wish you had sugar at my house when I was a kid? But really in and of itself, it's good. And if you like it in tea or coffee or in anything else, it's good. But, but you know what there, you know, butter, you're having a little bit of butter, right? A little bit. But think about all the ingredients in a chocolate cake. There's simply not even one ingredient in and of itself. That's really that good all by itself. But here's what happens. You put it all together in a big old mixing bowl and you mix it all together. And then you get you a pan and you just pour it in that pan. And you've already preheated the oven to 350 or whatever. And you put it into the pan and you put it into the, into the oven for about 35, 40 minutes and out comes voila, chocolate cake. But there's not one ingredient in a chocolate cake that's good in of, of itself. Listen, God can take the bad things in our life. He can take the cocoa. Amen. He can take the butter. He can take, you know, he can take the things in our, all of the bad things in our life, but God can put it all together, put it all in the mixing bowl, put it in the oven, put a little heat on it. And when God gets done, it's chocolate cake. I'm exposing the bad news right now. Number one, the bad news is not all bad. It's not all bad. Number two, the bad news can make you better. Yeah, the bad news can make you better. Now, please don't hear what I'm saying. It's amazing. People can't remember what I say, but they can remember what I didn't say. Don't hear, don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not trying to minimize your situation. I'm not, I'm not trying to be unsympathetic to your circumstances. And I'm certainly not suggesting that what we have all been walking through in this past two-year pandemic wasn't real or wasn't traumatic. But I am saying that the bad news is not all bad. I'm saying that good news can be found within the bad news. And the truth of the matter is the bad news can make you better. 
Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8 and 9, he says, We think you ought to know, dear brothers and sisters, about the trouble that we went through in the province of Asia. He says, we were crushed and we were overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure. And we thought we would never live through it. He goes on and he says, in fact, we expected to die. But as a result, say as a result. But as a result or because of our bad situation, we stopped relying on ourselves and learned to rely only on God. The good news about the bad news is the bad news can make you better. The bad news can humble you. Yeah, the bad news can humble you. Oh, you thought you were all that. (laughs) Yeah, you thought you were all that. You thought you were tough. You thought you were smart. You thought you were sophisticated. Oh, you thought you were unstoppable. You thought you were invincible. Like the Laodicean church, you thought you were rich and increased with goods and had need of nothing. But the bad news humbled you and revealed your humility. You came to realize that you don't have all the answers and the pet answers that you have been giving in the past weren't necessarily right. You came to realize that you do need help. You need God's help. And you've cried out to him. And so I ask you this morning, was the bad news all bad? Was the bad news all bad? Not if it made you better. Not if it caused you to humble yourself and realize your limitations. Not if it caused you to call out to God. James chapter 1 verse 2 through 4 says, When troubles come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Why, James? He tells us in verse 3, For when your faith is tested, James says, your endurance can, uh, has a chance to grow. So he says, let it grow for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete needing nothing. Listen, bad news will do one of two things. It will either make us bitter or it'll make us better. The choice is ours. Well, I'm exposing the bad news this morning. Here's what we've said so far. The bad news is not all bad. The bad news can make you better. And number three, the bad news can bring you closer to the Lord. Second Corinthians chapter one, verse three through five, Paul writes, he says, God is our merciful father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. For the more we suffer for Christ, the more God will shower us with his comfort through Christ. Hey, nobody likes to receive bad news, but the truth is the bad news is not all bad. The truth is the bad news can make you better. The truth is the bad news can bring you closer to your Lord. The bad news brings us to our knees, right? I said, the bad news brings us to our knees, which brings us into the presence of the Lord. Oh, I'm going to date myself again, but the singer-songwriter Andre Crouch of years ago wrote an incredible, incredible song called Through It All. Through It All. It went something like this, through it all. Through it all. I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Through it all. Through it all. I've learned to depend upon his word. 
He goes on to say, so I thank God for the mountains and I thank him for the valleys and I thank him for the storms he brought me through. For if I never had a problem, I'd never know my God could solve them. I'd never know what faith in God could do. The bad news can bring us closer to our Lord. God's power is revealed. God's faithfulness is proven. God's precious presence is felt. Where? In the midst of our bad news. I ask you this morning, can anyone here testify of this? Can anyone here testify of this? The takeaway for the message this morning is simply this. Bad news can become good news with a proper perspective. God, I thank you today, Lord, that in in the midst of in the midst of the bad news. And Lord, it seems like everywhere we turn, Lord, whether it's whether we turn on the news or whether we look on Facebook or we talk to someone nearby, or it just seems like all we ever hear is the bad news, bad news, bad news, bad news, bad news, bad news. But I thank you, dear God, that there's some good news. There's some good news about the bad news, and I thank you for it. God, I thank you for the best news of all, and that is the news about what You did through your son, the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross and what you continue to do through him in our hearts and in our lives on a daily basis. We love you this morning.